0: Otherwise,
1: on SAFM. Yeah. And a happy Monday to you, and welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala, Hazel Makuzeni is my producer, and Derek Fordyce is our technical producer for today. You may reach us on 0892 10 email us on otherwise at safm.co.za, or send us tweets at otherwise SAFM or at Shadow Twala. Today it's all about money, money, money. Financial freedom is what we're talking about and Vangila Makwaka, who's the author, I've spoken to her before on the show, author of Heart, Mind and Money, uh, tells us what runners can teach us about achieving our financial goals and Winnie Gunen, who's a money psychologist, shares information about the debt-free dream movement that she talks about. So we'll do money. And I thought our lunch break today must have something to do with money. So I found a lunch bite that says you can buy a bed with money, but not sleep. You can buy a watch with money, but not time. You can buy a job with money, but not respect. You can buy people's attention with money, but not their true friendship. You can buy a comfortable life with money, but not in a piece you can buy prayer with your money but not heaven you can buy medicine with money but not health you can buy the heart with money but not love i thought that was appropriate love one
0: another. love is all that there is sinyanga your you turn love man homosexuality to me is not i wouldn't say it's a problem because Even if you are homosexual, it does not change who you are. It even makes you even a better person sometimes. That's what I think. (laughs) So I don't have a problem with it. (laughs) SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Otherwise, on SAFM.
1: Vangilia Makwakwa is in the studio with me. Thank you so much for coming in and gracing us with your presence.
2: Thank you for having me again. Shannon.
1: Listen, you look so wonderful. you you happy. Your face just goes, spells happy. You've got this huge smile on your face. How, how's that? What's going on in your life? Well, You've changed your hairstyle. You've cut your hair oh. since the last time I saw you. I mean, <laughs> something is working.
2: Please share it with us. <laughs> Oh, the hair had to go. Yeah. Um, it just felt like time. Whenever yeah. people ask me how why did I cut my hair, it's like I just feel like I'm moving into a new space in my life mm-hmm. and I'm just honoring that new Space. I feel life is made of seasons, so mm-hmm. I was going through a very rough time when I did my dreadlocks, mm-hmm. and I feel now I'm kind of entering the spring of my life. So And then you're, showing, you're showing your
1: face, because
2: it's, <laughs> it's brimming. You said you did the half marathon yesterday. Yes, I did. Um, there was a Cape Peninsula half marathon, and it was actually very intense. I didn't expect it to be that difficult. <gasps>
0: well,
1: yeah. I, I envy anyone who, who runs, you know... Because I don't, I don't think I can. I'm being told, I'm told that I could. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I say every time, because I'm big-chested, I slap myself every time when I run. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, I've seen women of all sizes and ages run. By the way, like, I was being tossed by people way older than me. and. Wow. It was just amazing. I met a gentleman yesterday who was like in his sixties, I think, and he's run the Comrades seven times. And he was trying to convince me to do the Comrades. I was like, "When I die, eventually, <laughs> in another life."
1: <laughs> well, take take it slowly, and which is the topic we're talking about today. What what can we learn from runners, you know, about financial planning?
2: Okay. So for me, I guess, um, this is a blog post that I wrote a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. but one of the things that I noticed even yesterday with running that I've learned from running about financial success is A, just being able to control your mind. Because that's the first thing. At first, I used to think, no, having a vision and just seeing yourself there. But one of the things that happened to me yesterday, I reached the 17-kilometer mark, and I was done. My body was like, I'm not going any further. <laughs> I'm not doing another four kilometers to finish this race, nothing. So what I literally had to do was stop and start stretching in the middle of the road. And people were asking me, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> so what I did then was I just remembered the yo- my yoga practice which is just connecting with your breath and calming your mind and just letting all those negative thoughts that I can't do this, I'm really exhausted. Even if I've run a half marathon before, my mind was just like, no, not today. But it was just about reconnecting with the mind and telling myself I can do it and just accepting that this was where I was at, but I'm going to take a breather for a little while and continue going. And I think that's the same with our finances is that – It's all in our minds. If we believe we can manage our finances, we can. And it doesn't mean that we won't fail. I mean, I still do a million things that I tell myself, oh, I'm not going to do that with my finances, but the idea is to just be forgiving to yourself accept where you are in that moment and just work with your mind question those thoughts let them run their course and then just continue and get started again so
1: you start with your mind to to what are you saying to yourself i
2: can do this i can do this but i think more than that it's just accepting the negative thoughts all the disempowering thing thoughts that we think because. The way that the mind operates, it operates from the past. So it's all about mm-hmm. what we've been able to achieve in the past. Mm-hmm. So your mind, at least my mind was like, well, you haven't run a half marathon for two years. So maybe your body's just not here. It's not, it's just not interested. Never mind the fact that I, I run on Sundays with my running group. But the idea is that your mind always Imposes the future based on the past and Mm -hmm. that, and so we recreate a future based on our past experience. But if you think about it, the future is a blank page, but the way that we approach it is always from the past. So Mm -hmm. in the past, we look at our finances, we look at how we've behaved with finances and we go, well, I don't think I can do it because based on my past, (laughs) this paycheck can never stretch this far. But the thing That that we're not noticing is that the way we've thought about that paycheck has influenced the way we felt about money, influenced the way that we spend money. Mm -hmm. So our approach to it is that, oh, this is too little money, or I don't know how to manage money, or this is not enough, and so we create that future. But that's all based on the past. Now, imagine you never had that past. You don't know anything about that paycheck. That's why you can get someone coming in at that paycheck and just doing phenomenal things with what little money they've got. Mm -hmm. And it's the same concept even with running. It's that not to try and impose your past running score, your past running experience on what you can do with the future, with the present moment on that course.
1: We are our worst enemies, aren't we? We are. Because that little voice that keeps on telling you that you you can't do this, there's a bit of fear involved in it as well because... Exactly. So we bring, bring it all back onto ourselves today.
2: And we create that. And so we create that experience. For example, yesterday was so weird. I was like, what if my knees give? If I keep pushing myself here, I may just get like a knee injury. I like, I've seen some people like get injuries. Oh, my God, what if I fall? What if I do ABCD? Obviously, that's not really helping my entire experience in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was exhausted, but mm-hmm. I needed to calm down. So it's the same with our finances. We go to ourselves, what if I'm not good enough? What if I can't do it? When we want to earn more money or invest money in a certain way, most of the time we'll think to ourselves, I'm not good enough or I've got too many obligations. The amount of times that I have a lot of my friends say, I can't start investing or I can't start saving because I don't have enough money is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. because. Most of the time, it's because we believe we don't have enough money so we can't start investing. Because if you think this thought, I don't have enough money, what goes through your mind? Do you feel like, oh, my God, I've got added money to give to charity or I've got money to uh, invest or money to save? No, the first thing that comes to mind is I've got to hold on to everything. And there's a lot of fear and anxiety there. And that fear and anxiety drives us to hold on to That money, but to spend it in ways that's not really taking into account the future and not taking into account investments, not taking into account savings. So that's why someone can know that you must, they must save and that investment is important as well, Mm -hmm. but they will never do it because they don't think they have enough or they don't think they're ready or they don't think they know. I think, you know, all of it can be done only if we deal with
1: this mind thing because (laughs) that's where it all sits. what, what else? After after the, the head, then what do you do?
2: <laughs> well, I think for me, one of the things that I say is connecting with your breath. And running, that's just connecting with the emotions. Um, in Buddhism, one of the things that they do to calm the mind and to calm yourself to stop all that anxiety and all that emotion is to just get people as a first step to meditation to focus on the breathing. So in the same way, when you're dealing... With your finances, or even when I'm running, I have to focus on my emotions. I'm feeling anxious now. Okay, what am I going to do? Most of the times, I'm like, I'm going to run past that. Like, I always joke that when I'm angry, it's the best time for me to run because I can just get that anger out, Mm -hmm. which is perfect. (laughs) But after a certain amount of time, like after five kilometers, I'm no longer angry, so there's got to be something that gets me to keep going. And again, it's just that feeling. Most of the time what I do is I focus on how I feel in that moment. And usually I love the calm that running gives. It's the clear mind, the fact that I can feel my breath. And I think it's the same with our finances. Whenever we're dealing with our finances, we have to... Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and acknowledge where you are emotionally. Most times, I will say this, most times especially when I'm dealing with things that I've never encountered in my finances, I feel extremely overwhelmed. And so what I have to do is take a deep breath and just take a step back and the other thing that I really say to people is go out and get yourself a whole support group I don't know what you want to call it but I call it my tribe Mm -hmm. so people that think like me that I can go to and say okay right now I think I've come into what I call scarcity mindset or I've just come into self-doubt I don't think I can do this I need you to help me through this so which is why I also started the intention circle which I've been inviting you to. <laughs> oh my word! So
1: this—I mean, this the building this tribe is—is is, seems to be the most important thing because it
2: has been for me. It has been, and I think, and judging from what everyone else is also saying from the intention circles, um, which I host on the second Sunday of every month, it, it's really helping them too because the idea is that. Most of us go through our lives with nobody to cheer us on in our dreams. You know, there's no one that we can share our really big dreams with without feeling like, oh, my God, am I aiming too high? Do I think too highly of myself? But just being free around other dreamers and doers, people that are saying, I want to achieve this by this date. And this is how I'm going to do it, and then getting the support of everybody else and having people focus on their dreams at least once a month and helping them understand how they can reach that goal. Is that so, the intention
1: circle now? Yes. Mm-hmm. So
2: I think that's give us a, give idea. us Give us an example of what the
1: intention is. What do you do? <laughs> practice, practice, <laughs> practice, because that's what we need. It's, it's lovely talking about your tribe mm-hmm. and your intent, intention circle, but tell us what the process is.
2: Okay, so the intentions you are her. so happy
1: with life. You <laughs> know,
2: she's blushing. But she's so happy,
1: and I, I, I'm just glad to see how happy you are. Thank you. Because you know everything seems to work for you. So when no, we it when, when we no, it's working, and you're going to teach us how. When we come back, we we trying to teach you some lessons on how running, what you can learn from running, uh, to your financial uh, success. And uh, we'll we'll touch on uh, the intention circle and how it works and how we can create our own tribes after this. The South African Trade, Investment and Tourism Promotion Guide, in partnership with SAFM, will be hosting monthly radio broadcasts to promote trade and investment opportunities to local business and foreign investors. We invite business from all sectors to join us at the Kimberley Club in Kimberley on the 28th of February 2014. To participate for free, contact boys Satchanelli at 082-923-4402 or email at rsvp at bbmmedia.co.za. Sport. Talk.
0: Music. News. Drama, Lifestyle on SAFM, 104 to 107. Otherwise,
1: on SAFM. Yeah. Van Malkuaka is my guest in the studio. She's the author of Heart, Mind and Money, Using Emotional Intelligence with Money. So this girl knows all about emotion and the emotions, especially we attach to, to money and how we respond to it. The, the intention circle. Okay. So. Building our own tribe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the intention circle is actually actually comes from a book my former life coach in the U.S. once gave me. It's called Intenders of the High Circle. I think that's the name of the book. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that you've got these people that come together and they intend their lives. So they live with intention, which is something that Wayne wow. Dwyer also speaks about. And I I don't know if Eckhart Tolle also touches on that, but mm-hmm. the idea is that You live a life that you intend. It just life is not something that just willy-nilly happens. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something that you can plan and that you can live and you can choose the things that you want to keep in your life and the things that you want to let go of. So with that idea in mind, I went looking for people that have a similar mindset, and Mm -hmm. luckily I'm surrounded by them. So I just invited a lot of my friends, and if I met people at a party and I only met you like once, I I, and I liked you, I just invited you to be part of this intention circle, Mm -hmm. and. The idea is that we come together and you state a goal that you want to achieve. So, for example, I guess I can talk about this. I wanted to speak uh, for Sun Lam as one of the uh, financial literacy speakers. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things that we did was I had to say um, I intend to uh, speak for Sun Lam as a financial literacy speaker, and then um, everyone else does that. But so you start as a person and you go, I intend this. Mm -hmm. And then people say, okay, great. And then they ask different questions. How do you see this working? Mm. Which segment do you want to work for? So for me, it was what do you want to speak about? Mm. How long do you want your speeches to be? How often do you want to speak? All these things. And then at the end of that, everyone can ask as many questions. And the idea is that the questions are meant to help you clarify your vision. Never are they supposed to say things like, Oh, do you think you can do that? Mm. No, it's like, what do you offer? What do you think you can bring to this brand or anything? You can intend just about anything. But it the rule is that it has to be the one thing that you don't think you can really go out and achieve. You still doubt yourself about. So you have to go big or go home, for lack of a better word, at the intention circles. So we do that and then... How many intentions can you have? You can have as many as you want, but also obviously you have to tell people which one do you want to focus on because mm-hmm. they can not ask questions about everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The most time you get the most value of uh, from getting them asking, uh, from getting them to ask questions about one particular thing. Mm-hmm. So we have people intending for profitability, double their profits in their companies. We have people intending new jewelry lines with Swarovski crystals, which oh, has wow. already. Done. Wow! So we have like all sorts of amazing intentions, Twitter de France, shipping, all that stuff. It's just wild. So it just, yeah. And it's happening. And it's happening. So it's just, it, I'm not sure what quite happens, but I think, here's my theory on what's happening with the intention circle. Because at the end, everybody holds your vision for 30 seconds. So they ask you, what should we see you doing when you've achieved this vision? Mm-hmm. What do we see you doing? So uh sometimes I, you can say, see me holding a certificate and doing a happy dance yes. if your thing was to finish yes. a course. Or mm-hmm. for me, I'm just like, well, see me in front of a group of students talking and so now, someone from San Ramas <laughs> <there."> something <laughs> like that. And so it's kind of, it's very, very wild. So people... You see hold- it in living color, actually. Yes, you mm. see it in living color. And idea is that you have about 10 people, or sometimes, often it's about 5 to 10 people, mm. holding the same vision for you. And, as, and then we have a Facebook group where everybody can talk about what's going on throughout the year. Mm. I mean, throughout the month until the next circle so they can share their little victories and we can all celebrate with them. So the idea is it's not bragging, it's we're celebrating. The idea is that every little thing that brings you closer to your vision and you think is a major milestone, share it with us and we'll all celebrate because it all inspires us to keep going for our greatest dreams. Fantastic. (laughs) Sounds very powerful. It is so powerful. So my theory anyway is that by doing that, we kind of step out of our own way, that most of the time we have a vision we have in our heads, but because we don't have people to really share the vision with mm-hmm. or to brainstorm mm-hmm. the vision with, it stays forever in the head. But mm-hmm. once you start speaking it, you create it, you feel it. Cause ideas also, we do a lot of like, when you see the person in the vision, we like to see you with some kind of emotion, usually joy, gratitude, dancing, mm-hmm. because the thing is that the emotions are also key of you getting there. So, Most of us, we don't share that, and what happens is it forever remains a dream. But once we start speaking things out, it stops being hazy, Mm -hmm. and the vision that was so huge stops being overwhelming because as people ask you questions, you start to get very clear on it, and clarity is something that the mind likes. The more we're clear on something, the easier it is to take action. The one thing that stops us often from taking action is because the mind is uncertain, mm. and uncertainty to our mind means potential danger. So now you're making this whole goal less dangerous, plus you have the support of all these amazing people, so you know that it's okay to dream big, because everybody else is dreaming all these impossible dreams. And people
1: believe in you.
2: Exactly.
1: Now, you 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 came here bearing a gift, and <laughs> you were trying to tell me something about... Um, this The CD that you've got uh, As You're doing 360 days of gifting
2: Yes Now What's that about? Okay So it started off As 29 days Of gifting Based on a book That my sister read
1: mm-hmm.
0: 29
2: gifts And so My sister, she kept saying to me, like, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. And I kept trying to avoid it, trying to avoid it. And I guess at some point you realize that the person's just never going to give up, right? (laughs) I was just like, okay, yeah, I'll do this. As long as, like, I'm just thinking 29 days and she won't have anything to say if I do this for 29 days and she can just leave me alone so I started and I made but at first I observed how my sister was doing these gifts she was giving things that were really awesome like amazing things Mm -hmm. you know so I was just like okay so if I do this I don't want to just give any random gift it has to be something it doesn't have to be expensive but it has to be something that's valuable and bear in mind I had to give like a gift every day for 29 days so I was like oh my gosh I have to think about this plus it's January so again scarcity (laughs) mentality and I'm thinking oh I just don't have the money for this like people don't do these things in January you know so having to overcome that so I just started this gifting thing and I think about halfway through on day 10 I noticed one thing a i didn 't have less money for giving gifts, so that was like fascinating. I was like huh that 's interesting. In fact, I seemed to be getting a lot more wow. it wasn't always- it wasn 't always material things, but I just seemed to be receiving a lot of love and mm-hmm. care and People just genuinely wanting to A, take me to lunch or do all sorts of interesting things. So I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Let's just leave that aside. But the other thing that I noticed by like day 15 or day 16 of this is that I was actually receiving things the gifts that I wanted to give to people were coming to me in the weirdest and most interesting ways and at are like the cheapest price ever so people were getting these amazing gifts from me but they were like oh my god you know I was just like no 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 it's just coming to me like I'll walk past shots and I'll think of someone that needs okay. something and, mo- and I know the first I remember one day I was like at this flea market and I'm seeing like all these gifts that I'm buying and I'm like I want all these things and I'm like no this is a good thing i'm giving things that i would want to receive so that's a good thing Mm -hmm. and then the other thing that i noticed was how i was starting to think about abundance so one of the things that i started to notice was that i was i've often had a problem receiving anything Mm -hmm. be it gifts be it love be it anything so And I started to notice that in life, it's not that life doesn't want to give us things or people don't want to give us things. It's that, A, we don't know how to ask for the things we want. And then when we do get the things we want, we don't know how to receive them and truly let them into our lives and enjoy them. And that was, for me, a sign that abundance is not something that's out there. It's about having the sense of abundance that I deserve and I'm worthy of the best and being open to that.
1: Vangile Makwakwa, it is time for our news headlines with Utsile Sako. Thanks, Shadow Public Protector Thuli Madonzela has found that the appointment of Shaudi as Acting Chief Operations Officer at the SABC was irregular. Madonzela has been addressing the media in Pretoria where she's released her report on maladministration at the public broadcaster. Emergency workers are still trying to convince illegal miners to vacate an abandoned gold mine at Benoni on Gauteng's East Rand. They're demanding an assurance from police that they won't be arrested when they come up. And European Union ministers have approved the suspension of most sanctions against Zimbabwe. However, they've left in place those directly targeting President Robert Mugabe and his wife, Grace. He tells it too.
0: Otherwise,
1: on SAFM... Vangila Makwako is my guest, and from so from 29 days, you moved to just 360 days of gifting.
2: Yes, because I got to 29 days, and I still had gifts I wanted to give. <laughs> <laughs> so it was crazy. And then I realized that, actually, I want to see what happens in 360 days to my mind, because it's also... Why 100%. not 365? Well, I started on January 5th.
1: Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so um, so it goes until the end of the
2: year. Yeah, so it goes on until the end of the year. But also because I started, it was it's my way of challenging myself to think differently. Because mm. you know, at first I thought, oh, twenty nine days will totally bankrupt me. Like it will totally put me off budget. And then now I realize that three hundred and sixty actually is also another shift in mindset for me. And it's very very interesting because now one of the things that I think one of the things that I'm challenging myself to think about is even in my business is not what am I going to get in return if I do ADCD for someone but what can I give to mm. people what can I give more in of on yourself. my blog and my newsletter it's not so much what am I going to get but what am I going to give and what I can see is that that's building more value for me in terms of business relationships just in terms of my relationships in general because i'm not going out to get but to give value so mm-hmm. what i'm charging for is really worth value you know it's really valuable and i noticed that there used to be this thing i don't know about other entrepreneurs but for me they used. and this is one of the things that's coming up in the 360 gifts that i wasn't aware of again because the mind is like an onion we don't know what's going on at the deepest layers of the subconscious mind there was this thing for me that like, oh my gosh, am I really worth the charge, uh, the price that I charge? Because mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. what do I really bring to the table for mm-hmm. that price? But now I notice that as I become very clear on what I'm giving, value for value is in. This is what I'm giving to you, and this is what I intend to give to people in business or whatever. Some of it is free, some of it not. But I can now really even like, um, how do I say, articulate Tell people and articulate mm. this is what my value is. And mm. I guess that's what they call value proposition. But to be perfectly frank, I've only started to understand what really value proposition is in the last few weeks, which sounds weird and bizarre. It's but the gifting. It's yeah, the gifting. But it's me understanding those things.
1: So we could sit here and talk the <laughs> whole day
2: because there's so much to talk about. <laughs> but I'm glad you've got a website which we're going to give to
1: anyone, and I want to come to your intention circle, because I've got lots of intentions. <laughs> so, Van Makwakwa is at uh, www.wealthy-money.com, yes. and www.fallinginlovewithwriting.com. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and of course, you're on Twitter, uh, yes. Vangila Makwakwa. Yes. How's your book doing? I
2: think doing well according to my publishers. So Lovely. I'm very, very excited about that. Thank you for your time. When's your next intention? Um, the next intention is on the second Saturday of second Sunday of March. So probably the ninth or the tenth. I don't oh, know of which March. one. Yes.
1: Okay. I'm I'm at that one. <laughs> Naganja. Thank you <laughs> Thank so you. much for joining us. Eh?
2: Okay, thanks Shadow. We'll
1: take a little break and some money music, huh? Eh?
2: The best of the African connection with Richard Wamba, the dance edition, continues to make lovers of African music dance. Get your copy of the best of the African Connection with Richard Wamba, the dance edition, at your favorite city shop or online.
0: Otherwise, on SAFM.
1: We still on money and <clears throat> excuse me, money psychologist Winnie Gunene is on the phone. Hello, Winnie. Money, money, money.
3: <laughs> Tell that one delay. let's go make the millions, man. Value <laughs> <laughs> proposition. Yes,
1: yes, yes. How uh-huh. are you, my sister? I haven't spoken to you for ever. <laughs>
3: are you nah, good? No, it's been a long time. It has been, and and how's the movement doing? The, the... Thank you for inviting me. The movement is going very well. In fact, um, we've got about, uh, potentially now we've got about 2,500 people who are waiting to start. Waiting to start the Dead Free Dream movie. Yes, who can register now. And we're all able to go online and we'll send them full information what they need to do, how much is it going to cost them, and and what do they need to give us in order to make it happen. In fact, what we've done, we, you know, um, over time now... Winnie, I mean, Winnie, we, we, Winnie yes.
1: we, mm. let's start at the beginning because whoever's catching our conversation now doesn't know what we're talking about.
0: Oh, yes. So okay. what,
1: what is the, 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 the movement about? Debt-Free Dream movement.
3: Debt-Free Dream is, is an initiative to help one million people to get out of debt, mm-hmm. get, get rid of the, what I call the useless debt, which is consumer mm-hmm. debt, and to help people facilitate them into getting into new debt of owning their own homes, which is one of the pillars to building wealth. Okay. Okay? And the whole idea is basically to inspire people to have no debt. You know, we know that it it might just be an impossible thing not to have debt in this day and age. But if we have as limited debt as possible, then the current interest rates and petrol price increases and e tolls and you name it, when they come, they don't actually topple our finances over Mm. and destabilize our lives completely. And we're also inspiring people to to have no uh, budget deficits. You know, if if possible, can we not learn to live within what we have? It, it, it is just so much better. And, and in that amount, we must also learn to include our savings, which is, is key, you know. And then also encourage this whole thing of paying on time all the time, and because that is the best way to keep your, your credit record and have a good credit reputation.
1: So where do you begin with this? Um, if If I'm sitting listening to you now and I want a debt-free life, and I want the, the dream that you promised me in this movement, where do I begin? Okay. Now,
3: you, you've got that like crazy. Yes. All you need to do is to go onto the website, give us your contact details, and what you will do is, I think it's name, cell phone number, and your email address. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is email-based education, and we are going to do a combination of both email and physical workshops, okay. ultimately. Okay. Now, w- w- when, you, when you do that, you, you register, and the next thing you will receive some forms that you need to fill in for us, like mm-hmm. your spreadsheet, for instance, and this is what I have been receiving most of the time. Mm-hmm. That's where you see how indebted people are. They are riddled with debt, I mm-hmm. promise you. And the recent price increases are not actually helping. Mm. And thereafter, what we'll do, we'll assess that situation. But now we need to make it very real. We have to make sure that you know exactly what you're going to do tomorrow. So we look at that spreadsheet and we find whether you are too over-indebted or what happens. Then what we do, we will give you advice. We will say to you, right, you have 2,000 rand left over after your living expenses, and your debt that you need to pay on a month-to-month basis is equal to 3,000 rand. Mm. In other words, you are 1,000 rand short. It means you must go and look for a job outside of your current work to get this 1,000 rand on a month-to-month basis, or you need to reduce your installments. Okay, which means it's a, it's a negotiation which must take place between you and the creditor. And, and I'll tell you more about the service that we've just uh, uh, introduced, okay. which is called the debt killing factor. Mm-hmm. The debt killing factor does exactly that because 80% of the people that we see will not approach their their creditors and ask for. Help. Instead, some of them will run for administration or debt counselling or something like that, rather than actually facing the creditor. And there are some people also who have garnish orders. I that's other that's another that's another. Subject. That's a scary Only,
1: story. That's
3: a very your, scary story. Your, yes, but um, in time now, I am very excited to to say that I've, I've got partner attorneys who are incredibly kind people who said, Look, we can tackle this because they know that fifty percent of Ganeshi orders right now as we speak are illegal. Oh. So there is a chance that if somebody has three, four, five Ganeshi orders from their salary, fifty percent of those Ganeshi orders could be considered null and void in court if they were going to be challenged in mm-hmm. court. Mm-hmm. So that that's one area also where, you know, some of these partners will now start to get involved in in that as part of the service that we offer, which is called the debt the the the, the debt killing factor. And then after that, a person will then have reduced amount of money that they will have to pay from month to month, and highly likely also that out of the legal Ganeshi orders they might have been charged way extra um, interest. Mm. And a negotiation of the reduction of those interest rates will, will then be negotiated with the creditors. And then you have those uh, guarantee orders that will probably be written off. And if they're written off, it means a person will have to go scot-free. They, 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 they won't have to pay anything. Mm. And now you're sitting with a person who's kind of half-clean, not exactly there, but half-clean who is now stabilized, that's number one, who who is able to pay their month-to-month installments without straining themselves because they've cut out a lot of interest and their installments have been renegotiated, is that going to make debt quicker to to pay? Not necessarily. It might make it slightly more uh, uh, more time. Why? Because if you have a debt of 5,000 rand, and you're suddenly asking and you're paying five hundred rand a month, you would finish that debt in ten months time, mm-hmm. but you are now asking for an extension and you're saying I cannot afford to pay the five hundred rand, instead I want to pay two fifty. Mm-hmm. So in other words your debt will be finished in twenty months instead of ten months. You get the idea. That makes sense. That makes sense. But exactly now,
1: now how do you get to assist because you know if somebody comes to you they do you need you obviously run a business and you need to get paid as well, when, Yes. So, yes. so how do you how how do you get paid from assisting other people?
3: The, the service you actually pay for the service. There the, is the a is a subscription based okay. um, kind of thing okay. because people cannot one. After, well, they don't, some of them don't want to pay for education. Some of them don't want to pay for anything, actually. If they could get it, they could get it for free. Well, there's very little for ma'ala these days. You know that. The idea is that you pay a, a subscription fee of uh, 245 grand a month. Okay. First and foremost is that uh, you 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 pay continuously. It's almost like... A, a union fee or a stock sale or whatever the case may be, while these people are trying to make your name clean. Okay. Okay? Now, in that, you will get your monthly emails on education. Okay. When it's time to uh, to attend the workshop, you will get notification to say there will be a workshop in Cape Town, in Durban, in whatever place, Timbuktu, and... All the dreamers are asked to RSVP, and they will attend that workshop. Okay. How long is the workshop, Winnie? So a workshop can be a whole day. Okay. Yeah. But remember, the, the the actual physical workshop is only a support for the email education that we're actually providing.
1: Now that email education you're providing, how do you measure whether people are getting it or not? I mean, that if they're understanding it or not?
3: Right. First and foremost, they have an opportunity on a weekly basis to actually one ask questions, okay. but most importantly, we will be asking questions. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Okay, and then people will be answering, and we 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 are building up a system where we actually store all that information. And I'll tell you why we need to store that information. First and foremost, yes, we need to check for understanding, and we need to check for uh, practical application. Why? Because. At the end of this program, a person will get a financial driver's license. <laughs> I
1: like that. Financial driver's license.
3: Yes, ma'am. And what so the- if I can drive a car and I'm able to drive my finances, then that means we can boldly go and approach the banks and say, um, Sister Shadow is really completely... Um you may really not be have debt free, I may not be debt free, but if the debt free dreamer can actually go to the bank and say now they need a loan to do XYZ and they've thought about it consciously, they've planned it, they've you know, they've they've taken all aspects of their lives before they could actually take that debt on and they know that they will be able to, to um afford that. Now the banks will must be open to actually give it to them and if possible it might be a push at a discount. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. But for you to be able to qualify for a home loan, we think that we can be able to arrange for, for for those kinds of loans to be given at a discount. Because now you're giving it to an educated person who should be knowing better. However, here is the, here is the risk to the individual who will take that kind of money after being educated. You are a license holder. You have access to money. And on top of that, you have the audacity to mess up wow. with your payments. Then oh. the banks have all the right to sting at you big time. They will sue you a lot more quicker because you should be knowing better.
1: Well, you know, it's you as well. Your reputation is at stake because if you've given that that uh, financial driver's license, yeah, it, it means you, you you've done the work, you know, and. Yes. If somebody can't be rehabilitated after that, then
3: that, that's a problem, huh? Well, exactly. You know, there, there are some people who just don't get it. You know, there's are like little two-year-olds where you say, Nana, please don't stick your little finger in the plug <laughs> uh, because this thing will choke you. She looks at you with a mischievous face. Mm-hmm. She decides you're not serious enough. She goes back and she sticks her little finger. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is to switch on the plug and let the little one, a little finger in the little plug, <laughs> and then there is a sound that goes, <laughs> you, you get the drift. The minute she gets that feeling, she look at you, and she will say, okay, I think I get it. Winnie, how, how, how do people find that. you? How do people find you? Oh, um, the, the website where you can actually try and get us your information, so we can send you information, yes. is www bdebtfree.co.za.
1: bdebtfree.co.za. Yes. Fantastic. My sister, all all well. We 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 wish you all the best and thank you for for your time. Really, because I know you're very busy. You've got you've got a movement to run. No, so so, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for your time, and um, we'll keep on checking on you and seeing how you're doing.
3: Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay then. Bye bye.
1: That's www.be-debt-free.co.za. If if you f- feel you want to join the movement, the De- debt debt-free dream movement, then that's where you go to to be part of it. We 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 try our best to make you debt-free on this program. Um, but let's do this first. Some music.
0: I'm going to go
1: and think of Donald Trump for some reason or other. Music for the Love of Money uh, by the OJs. It is now time for Nali Bali.